that was almost that was almost a blunder. Oh my god! <laughs> Thank okay. God, dude. We almost literally okay. We're back. We're gonna talk about the Nuggets versus Warriors series. But me and Jonah, we were actually recording an episode like two or three. Wait, how long ago was that? Like three weeks ago, maybe. Yeah, it was a while ago now. Yeah, it was like three weeks ago, and Jonah grinded, gave absolute amazing information and i'm pretty sure halfway through it like glitched out and then i'm i swear on my life it was recording and then after i pressed end meeting (laughs) no no video or audio loaded so but we just this one's gonna be even better though so yeah because uh actually earlier when jonah he just got home from doing school and he was eating what cup of noodle top ramen is that your (laughs) go-to Um, but he called me out big time because he's like wow Colin you're actually uh gonna experience your first um Warriors playoff series you know and I took that you know it wasn't like a very nice thing for him to say since I've been watching them since I've been in out of the birth canal so Jonah (laughs) and Jonah didn't even start watching the NBA until middle school so screw off Jonah Jonah who's your earliest blazer well now that Mm. My earliest memory is going to a game when I was seven, but I, I would hardly call myself like a hardcore fan at that time. So, yeah, exactly. But Warriors Nuggets. I, I had a Brandon Roy jersey though. Hmm. Out of Brandon Roy jersey though. So there you go. My first was Mateos. I was telling you that. I wish I had Baron Davis, but let's go. You know, we don't have to worry about the plan. No stressful times. I don't have to deal with you and uh, you know, Shannon destroying me i was super depressed in our first ever live episode of doing um all gear no game with that was hilarious really jonah and we did well that was like a two-hour banger of the entire playoffs and it was just a complete waste of time for me because i don't even watch the nba after the warriors get eliminated but luckily hopefully that doesn't happen but yeah dude um steph i've been watching i was watching draymond green's podcast and it's actually nice because you get a little bit of insight there but Mm. Um, I think Steph, according to Steve Kerr, he says he may or may not be ready. So a little bit of Skip Bayless analysis there, but you know, hopefully, fingers crossed that he's gonna be ready. For <laughs> but if he isn't, you know, it's it doesn't matter because Clay Thompson he dropped forty one last night against the Pelicans, even though the Pelicans were literally playing probably their G League squad or whatever. I don't think a single guy was playing, but. Yeah, I don't think I really. I mean, is uh, what's that one guy's Jackson Hayes or something? He he plays right. Mm. I don't know. I don't need to do that. Yeah, he's, Hernan, he starts for the Pels. Hernan Gomez, but yeah, besides that, it was not very. It was Guillermo. Warriors had Trey Murphy way. played though, right? Huh? Yeah, and then what's that other guy Didn't that cut, likes Murphy to play as well? Yeah, the dude that likes to cut around the baseline and get steals. Oh, yeah, Jose Alvarado. Jose Alvarado, yes. But, yeah. Um, First of all, though, let's actually circle back to the beginning. Jonah texts me this morning, and I got a pretty exciting little uh, piece of information, Jonah, you care to share? From this this early in the season, from our early predictions, Jonah, who who guessed most correct as to who will make the um, playoffs? Yeah, so the winner of this year's (laughs) All gear, no game, win total prediction pool is none other than your host, <laughs> yeah, Colin dude. Soriano. 
14 I got less out of 30 than correct. <laughs> yes, the jackpot. <laughs> let's go. Let's go. How many did I get right, Jonah? Or records wise? Yes. A whopping 14 right and 14. 16 incorrect. Yes. Finishing one ahead of me with 13 correct and bringing up the rear was Channon <laughs> nine out of 30 correct <laughs> just fantastic stuff what if i i think i had the timberwolves winning like 20 games or something and then we had the chicago bulls not even making the cut for the playoffs i don't think and then one thing that i really i really need to put out on record is i kn- i just knew it in my heart that the memphis grizzlies were going to absolutely clutch up this year and do something special but I just couldn't bring myself well, actually to actually picked, doing it. You, you had them with the worst record out of all three of us. Yeah, I know. But I, when I was go, I literally went through the entire NBA season. I didn't screenshot or save anything. But I had them winning like over fifty games because I'm like, oh yeah, they can win this one. They can win this one. And then mm-hmm. isn't like the back half of their season they haven't? They didn't. How many games have they not had Jaw for? He's been out for a bit, right? Morant. Yeah. Yeah, he probably missed like 20 or 25 games this season, somewhere in there. Yeah, maybe even they, more, maybe they were more still like grinding without him, dude. Yeah, oh yeah. Their record without Jaw was better than their record with Jaw. So, yeah, they were just fine. But let's, 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 I guess, after that dub right there, let's just leaf right in to the only series that really matters in the NBA playoffs. And that's the Golden State Warriors versus... The Denver Nuggets. And I'm going to tell you this right now after watching, because I think that the Warriors, what did they go? Did they play them three times this season? Three-ish times? I know they lost twice to the Nuggets. Uh, four did times. They, four times? Did they split? Yep, they went They went one and three. Okay, they went one and three. And then the most recent outing is the one that the Warriors won, pretty sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's correct. But, but we okay, to be fair, though, I'm pretty sure Steph, one of them, he freaking he hit an icer like a game winner and then all of a sudden what's his face out one of their guys that was just absolutely on fuego that game hit a three ball at the buzzer and won so we should have split with them honestly they hit a buzzer beater to win one of the games yeah that was the one that was the one where you guys were up eight with like three minutes to go and then they um did hackaloony and yeah no yeah hackaloony we literally i'm pretty sure we talked about that we literally talked about that in the pod they got um evaporated into the zoom cloud so, yeah, that's they, okay. That's actually strategy, Jonah. When I was thinking, when you were telling me, you ordered me to think of strategies for the Warriors, that's going to be one of them, honestly. Especially, mm-hmm. like, okay, yeah, Clevon Looney, what's his fate? What's their coach's name? The Nuggets? Mike Malone. Oh, yeah, Mike Malone. If they just do Hack Looney at the end of the game, we're screwed. And also, I was going to say the Denver Nuggets, after because I watched all four of their games or whatever. When they played them, there that's the one team I was honestly scared for because they match up so well against us for some reason, and it's strange. We play, we seem to play them so well throughout, and then like all of a sudden Nikola goes up, and then he'll go like four straight possessions and do a freaking sky hook, and it sinks every time because we don't have anybody to guard him really besides Kavon, and Kavon gets gassed, and then our excuse for that is the fact that James Wiseman isn't playing. It's like, well, okay. We can just can that because James Wiseman doesn't even matter at that point. But then Nemanja, he's basically little baby Jokic, and he's not going to be able to guard him at all. But I've got two guys, okay? 
when I was thinking of strategies, two guys that are absolutely, I want to actually, I want to get yours. Who are your sleeper picks for both the Nuggets or the Warriors? And like guys that we probably will, are going to fly under the radar. Like who could bring them over the top? Like who are two guys that aren't, that are kind of quiet right now that could either propel each team into winning the series? Well, there is already one guy who's sneaking under the radar. Um, you talked about the Warriors only having one guy to guard Nikola Jokic. And there is one particular player who was absent for all four of the Warriors matchups with the Nuggets this season. And that is one Draymond Green. How, what, what kind of role do you think he'll play in this series? Oh, facts, dude. Wait, Draymond, yeah, that's right. I should he, say. he didn't play in all four of their games, huh? That's big time. They're, dude, they're screwed. They're screwed. Because I remember last year during the uh, play-in, Draymond puts the clamps on Nikola. Nikola doesn't like it. So let's freaking go, dude. Yeah, Draymond, he's, I guess, yeah, he's going to be our small. He's going to be our five. Him and Nemanja. We just have to clutch up with Nemanja Bialica, baby. But yeah, yeah, Draymond. Oh, that's going to be big time, baby. Let's go. Okay, I'm just thinking right now. We've got Nemanja, Kevon. I honestly, honest to God, dude, like I know that Kevon has been playing super well, probably his best season ever, but low key, like, mm. I, I would, if I'm Steve Kerr, low key, I'm almost going, dude, I was looking at Nemanja's stats for like the past four games. He's been both rebounding and his three balls been knocking, like, sinking and he's been scoring points like honest to god i know it's crazy it's kind of a crazy thought but like keeping pneumonia in the game almost for the same amount of time as looney or something like splitting time between the two it's honestly like a good idea i think so what do you think i know that you were like a big fan of pneumonia but like i know kavan is an absolute baller but we have other guys that can get boards and we have to absolutely score big time against the Nuggets because they're going to put up serious points. And like Kavon, besides rebounding, he's not really an offensive threat. And we need somebody that can stretch the floor. So I think that like splitting time between Nemanja and Kavon would actually be kind of a decent idea because Draymond's going to play a lot. Yeah, I don't think I'm as sanguine on the idea of <laughs> Nemanja going head-to-head against Nikola Jokic. I, I do think Jokic would be able to eat his lunch, as it were on the boards you know the nuggets aren't one of the more aggressive offensive rebounding teams in the nba yeah. but if you got if you got Jokic matched up with um uh with bielitsa i i do think that Jokic would kind of tr- try to crash that more aggressively especially considering Jokic would probably be getting a lot of post touches in that um matchup which would end with little hook shots at the basket, which is where he seems to get the majority of his offensive rebounds is just on his own putbacks. And so I do think that that would be a bit untenable for the Warriors defense, having Bielitsa as center when Jokic is out there on the floor. Um, in the lineups where it's, it's going to be interesting, I think one of the things that's going to add a lot of flavor to this series is whether Mike Malone opts to... Um, play DeMarcus Cousins at backup center, which yeah. he has been doing for the most recent part of the season since they acquired Cousins. Or if he goes with, um, I don't think it would be Zeke Naji. He seems to have completely fallen out of favor in Denver, but it could be Jamichael Green at backup center. And um, I think that's going to be a 
decision that plays a pivotal role in this series. If it is DeMarcus Cousins, Cousins like Jokic, I think will just brutalize Nemanja Bjelica on the offensive end. Like I think Cousins will be getting a lot of low post touches, probably a lot of rebounds. He's a lot more physical than Bjelica is. He has a lot heavier, a lot taller. I think um, Cousins would be scoring a lot in that matchup. But good lord, would Nemanja Bjelica be able to exploit Demarcus Cousins on the other end of the floor? Like yeah. Cousins is very slow at this point in his career. He's not the most engaged defender either. The Nuggets, when he's on the floor, they give up a lot, a lot of threes, a lot of driving kicks, which the Warriors are obviously very skilled at. Um, if the Warriors played a stretch five like Bielitsa during the minutes when um, DeMarcus Cousins was on the floor, it would just be a feeding frenzy. And if Bielitsa were to like get hot for some reason, like those could be minutes that like swing a game. So I, I don't think having Bielitsa out there while Jokic is on the floor, I don't think that that's feasible. I think no. that putting Bielitsa out there with Cousins, that would be a bit of a risk. It would be wild. Um, and that, that could be the sort of thing where if Bielitsa is hot, like the Warriors are going to be getting open looks in that um, machination with Bielitsa and Cousins on the floor together, the Warriors would be getting open looks. If the Warriors were hot, that could swing a game in their favor. If they're cold, I really think that um, it could look pretty bad because Cousins obviously has a pretty favorable mm -hmm. matchup when he's on offense going up yeah. against Bielitsa. So I think that would be a gamble. It would be fascinating. I don't know if I don't know if Steve Kerr is going to pull the trigger or not. Um, but yeah, I don't think I'm as optimistic about what we'll see from Bielitsa in the series as you are. I think for the most part, I think we'll see Looney start games yeah. at the center and probably play. He plays about 20 minutes a game. I think that seems pretty reasonable. Yeah. And then I think we'll see a lot of Draymond at the five as well. And that's probably yeah. what they'll go to in, um, and in terms of like a closing lineup, because I think that's a lot better for the Warriors offensively as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, dude. What do you think? Like when you think of more deadly lineups though honest to god when you got pool clay steph and then draymond but then is if you literally just insert anybody in that other spot whether that's um gary like damian lee or like Otto porter jr those guys are gonna absolutely eat it's gonna be crazy and that's why i'm saying having pneumonia in at like i guess i guess you could basically have draymond he could play like a point forward and then you can have and then if you had pneumonia at the five pneumonia i swear dude he i know we're harping on this big time but i'm high like i honest to god think he can help us win series because he could get wide open three balls and when he has wide open shots it's sick and he's also a good facilitator so it's almost like having a lesser draymond on the court because like i don't know it just whoever is Somebody's going to eat because even Jordan Poole gets so many wide open freaking shots when Clay and Steph, but even without Steph on the court too, when you have Otto, like Otto sinks three balls like a madman when he's hot. So like, it's going to be so interesting. I just don't think that the Nuggets, especially when the benches come out, like who, when, what, do you think that the Warriors have a better, um, have better firepower like when the starters aren't in than the Nuggets? Like, who do you think is going to win when starters aren't on the court? Uh, so you're, they, 
Well, when starters aren't on the court, I think it will be Golden State just because yeah. the Nuggets fall off so dramatically without yeah. Jokic on the floor. But we've seen this from Mike Malone in the past. Like Jokic, he's he's going to be playing almost the whole game. He's right. going to be playing 40 minutes a night. And so those sort of bench units, it's not going to be um, for very long. But I do think anytime Jokic is off the floor, the Warriors really have to be able to take advantage. Like if if the Nuggets are winning those minutes, the eight minutes a night that Jokic doesn't play, mm-hmm. it's it's going to be an uphill climb for the Warriors to win yeah. the series. I guess my question to you, circling back to the um, idea of having Draymond as the small ball center with Bielitsa at the five, who who would Bielitsa be guarding in that in that scenario? Dude, I don't care. I just want him on the court so he can score buckets. I guess I guess he would have to guard like um, Demarcus though, right? And then who else? Maybe like I guess who else would he, like Jeff Green? I don't know. Who would he be guarding, dude? Yeah, I just, I just worry if that were the case. The like, because Draymond, you're gonna have him on Jokic, obviously, because yeah. Jokic is the. the but yeah, you're right. I guess you want Draymond on. Nemanja wouldn't really be on the court when Nicholas on the court, because then you. I mean, I guess you could have him. Yeah, and then, and then Nemanja would probably be like you were saying. He'd either have to guard like Jeff Green or Aaron Gordon, depending on what the lineup was. Yeah. I think the Nuggets, A, they would probably, I think the first thing they would do is just set a pick to try to get Jokic switched on to Bielitsa. And if they don't switch that, I think they would, and if like Draymond's able to stay attached to Jokic, I think that Denver would probably be pretty happy to put the ball in the hands of like a Monte Morris or a Bones Highland or a Will Barton or even like an Austin yeah. Rivers and run a pick and roll with Jeff Green and, um, or Aaron Gordon or whoever it was that Bielitsa was guarding and just try to get Bielitsa defending like one of their quick guards in open space. Like I really worry that like Bielitsa on the floor. I think, I think that's just going to be open season for the Denver Nuggets. I, I, I don't think this is really going to be a Bielitsa series. No. Yeah. But I, you know what's okay series? Because as we'll, as, as we'll talk about, there are a lot of Warriors bench players that I'm very excited to see in this matchup. So Dude. just just because just because I'm not a Bielitsa fan for this series does not mean that I think the Warriors depth is at all in question. I I, I think their bench can still make a big impact without Bielitsa. Yeah. What? Okay, that's enough. We'll get we'll get we'll stop talking about Bielitsa. But what matchup? Like, what matchups are you most excited to see? Because I got mine. Like which just, matchups? Yeah. Like I've got one that I, like any, I mean, I'll well, I, you go. I think first of all, for me personally, I'm just excited to see what Jordan Poole can do against the Nuggets defense because the Nuggets have been one of the most aggressive teams in the NBA. I think blitzing Steph Curry actions, like they really overreact to whatever Steph Curry does more so than almost any other team in the NBA. They really try to run Steph off the line for whatever reason. Jordan Poole does not get that same amount of respect from the Nuggets defense. They are, they're pretty happy to let him operate in a bit of space, you know, let him, let him get certain places on the court off the dribble. And I think if, if Jordan Poole wants to, he can, go back and watch the Suns tape from their series against the Nuggets last year when they actually swept Denver. I think that the Devin Booker playbook 
is going to be open and available for Jordan Poole. If Jordan Poole, if Steve Kerr, which I think he should, if he chooses to make Jordan Poole like the primary ball handler for a lot of actions and actually take the ball out of Steph Curry's hands, take the ball out of Draymond's hands, give Jordan Poole kind of the keys to the offense, make him the first option. I think that Jordan Poole can get to the mid-range. I think Jordan Poole's the quickest guard on the Warriors. I think I think his speed, his burst to get downhill to the basket, it's I think insane. that could throw a huge wrench in Denver's plans. I, I think that Jordan Poole, if you told me he was the Warriors' leading scorer this series, I wouldn't be surprised because mm-hmm. obviously he's not like as talented as a Steph Curry, but like this matchup is so favorable for Jordan Poole. And I think if, I think if the Nuggets are selling out to stop Steph Curry, which um, we don't know what Steph Curry's health is, um, but if the Nuggets game plan around Steph Curry, which I mean, I'm sure that they will, I think, I think there's going to be a lot of, a lot of space open to Jordan Poole. I think, um, pulling up in the mid range, that will be something that's available to him, especially in the minutes when Jokic is not on the court, when Jokic is on the court, Jokic, of course, he's not the best room protector as we've talked about on this podcast many a time, but the Nuggets have kind of been able to plan around that because Jokic is a pretty smart defender. He, he reads the pick and roll. Well, he kind of knows what spots to be at and, a lot of times they have him come out on the floor and kind of hedge and trap the ball handler. And I think that would work against Steph Curry. And it has worked in the past. Like they usually do a pretty good job of making Steph pass out of those situations. But Jordan Poole, if Jokic gets too high on the court, like Poole's just going to blow by him in a yeah. way that like Steph Curry can't. Like I, I really, I re- I'm very excited to see what Jordan Poole can do. I think he's going to have an incredible series. Dude, I agree. I think he's going to have an insane playoffs as a so, whole though. Because like you're right, that's, yeah, that's just that's not yeah. really a matchup, I guess. So I kind of dodged yeah. the question, but like Jordan Poole against the Nuggets defense is what I'm excited to see. Dude, it's insane. Like I, honest to God, he gets to the ba- basket so quick, and his finishing ability is insane. So many of his circus freaking oh, and yeah. ones, it's ridiculous. And then he literally pulls up. Yeah. Like honest to God, do you think he's at, like most improved player? Because I I know we bagged on him like in 2020 and stuff, but I did not say this coming. I didn't even see like the flashes of potential for it, honestly, but then he's a completely different guy and it's insane. And who knows if this is even possible if he's not on in this organization, you know? Yeah, it does seem like um, this year, the Warriors have done a good job developing some of the young guys. I do think he kind of started to turn the corner towards the end of last year. Oh yeah. Which probably hurts Big his time. most improved player case a little bit. But yeah. he has been wonderful this year. And I feel like we were talking about he's great at like driving to the basket. I feel like that's never really something the Warriors prioritize as part of the, their offense. Like I yeah. feel like a Jordan Poole drive, that's never like that's never the first option. It feels like that's no. usually something that happens like after they've already broken down the defense with another action, the ball will end up in Jordan Poole's hands and he'll be able to take it to the hoop. That's never like that's never the first thing the Warriors try to do, I feel like. No. But I think it should be. I think in this series that that should be plan A. Well, that that it it's gonna be there because so many attention is gonna be on other people mm-hmm. that it's like he can just blow by a one on one and if nobody's in the paint to protect and even if there is he's still fine. But then also I have to clarify like he was absolutely balling last like last year like he was the only reason we were in games like especially in our playing game against Memphis and stuff like he's he was our only scorer he was legit yeah. last year too. But like, I, a, f- a few a, f- a, f- a few tough turnovers at the end, but. Yeah, he played well. That oh game. yeah, didn't we? I will say before like before we move on. 
yeah. Something. Before we move on from this subject, I do want to just um, bring up one last little tidbit. The Nuggets are one of the best teams in the NBA at not allowing shots at the rim. And it's like I was talking about because they bring their bigs out on the court and um, and just they do a good job of just not letting guards get downhill. They just kind of wall off that area of the court. They just don't let people enter inside there. Um, but they're one of the worst team. They are, in fact, they are the worst team in field goal percentage at the rim. So once once you break through the Denver defense, it's not hard to score. That's so basket. weird. And I think Jordan Poole is well equipped to break through the Denver defense. And so, yeah, big big series for Jordan Poole. That's my prediction. My matchup that I'm most excited for. Yes. Is Jonathan Kuminga against whoever the fuck is playing the five. Because what you just said right there, dude, mm-hmm. he eats. Nobody yeah. can stop that Kuminga spin move. And when he gets up there, he's got touch. And then in his last few outings, like Manz has been hitting the three ball. And then yesterday, or yeah, yesterday against the Pelicans, he knocked down a nice mid range shot. He's scoring at all three levels right now. Like he's the man. And he's the guy. That if we are down in the game, Kalena Azubuki, our favorite announcer, the most energetic announcer in the league, and Bob Fitzgerald, they said it best. If there's anybody on the Warriors I, bench, I will be watching the national broadcasts <laughs> of these games. Well, I don't think we have a choice there, bro, because I get the game's blacked out for sure because it's going to be on ABC, so I can't Oof. even get it, which is a shame because I look for the. Uh, I look for the local Bay Area broadcast. You better believe it because I just absolutely love Kletta. Everything he says is so just outrageous, dude. But yeah, Jonathan Kuminga, what was I saying? He's an absolute stud, dude. And I think he's going to absolutely eat. He's the man. But yeah, no, what I was saying is if there's anybody on the Warriors bench that can score 20 points, it's him. And that's a fact. And he's just a he's just a weapon the Warriors really yeah, had. And I feel his like. matchup if he's coming off the bench, his matchup will likely be a going against Jamichael Green, who he is more athletic than Jamichael Green is a sturdy defender. So I mean Kaminga going one on one against Jamichael Green, probably not the best offense, but it would be interesting. I'm not a Jonathan Kaminga guy in this series, and it's not because I don't like Kaminga. Yeah. But it's because I like these two players better. And those two players who I'm very excited to see, if you want to talk about them, are one, Otto Porter Jr. Two. And two, the 36-year-old but alive and kicking <laughs> Andre Iguodala. Yeah, his defense is solid, dude. Like, so good. Yeah. This team just opens yeah. up so many opportunities. Like this, they, they just are so well spread out that it just allows guys to just do what they do best, I feel like. You know what I mean? Yeah, and we've talked about who's going to be able to defend Nikola Jokic one-on-one, and of course that is important. But the Warriors have the personnel to make that a bit of a moot point too because if they can get like a Kavon Looney, a Draymond Green... You know, one of those guys, I don't think they'll be able to completely stonewall Jokic. Very few players can. But if they can slow him down, if they can make him grind out in the post and, like, just not turn over his shoulder and get, like, an easy hook shot every time, if they can actually make him work and make multiple post moves on the same possession, the Warriors have smart, lengthy defenders like Otto Porter Jr. and Andre Iguodala 
who can come and get their paws in the passing lane, really get in Jokic's field of vision, make life uncomfortable for him. But then they're also such smart defenders that when Jokic does inevitably beat that double team Mm -hmm. from time to time and take advantage of that, Porter and Iguodala, you both, you trust both of them to be able to recover after Jokic has made the pass. And so I think almost as much as like an individual defender, like Kavon Looney or Draymond Green, I think having Otto Porter and Andre Iguodala on the floor at the same time, or even just one of them at the time, I think, I think both of those guys are going to be absolutely pivotal in slowing down Jokic. And when both of those players have been on the floor at the same time, um, it's been for a somewhat short amount of time, but I, they've, they've played material minutes together and the Warriors defense has just been stifling when they have those two guys out. You're there. talking so, auto and Andre. Um, I think Iguodala and Porter. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think both of those guys are, are going to be people to watch this series. Dude. Otto's just a fantastic two way guy. It's insane. Like he's just such a yeah. good role player. It's yeah. crazy. And his aggressiveness on the boards. And he oh hasn't God, that's going to be the difference. Cause even when we play small, when we have to play small, Mm-hmm. We got guys that fight for boards mm-hmm. and we can get offensive rebounds, get extra possessions and second chance points. And that's going to be massive against these teams. that can drop freaking 140, 130 points, you know? <laughs> and what the Warriors do a good job of, which makes me feel a little bit more at ease when they're going up against a great rebounding center like Jokic, the Warriors do a very good job of tipping out rebounds like to yeah. their teammates. And I think especially Otto Porter and Draymond Green um, do a very good job Gary. of this. And so I think even though they're, yeah, Gary, they're going to be giving up some size, but I, I think they should should be able to rebound adequately as long as they have one of Draymond and Looney on the court to just box out Jokic. Yeah, I'm so excited. And then also, dude, if Clay can just, if you're, if I, I'm going to copy your phrase, but just if we can catch So I'm curious play, to hear your like, take on this. Do, 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 you, do you agree with me that, Porter and Iguodala should be getting minutes over Kaminga. Like, do you think that's reasonable by your yeah. estimations? Yeah, I, I agree. But also just in terms of like earning it, like they've earned those minutes over him, I, I think, you know, and then it's, it's, it's honestly just a, um, I don't know. Like it's, it's a luxury to have Kaminga coming off the bench in the first place, you know? And then also at the same time, you want that experience you don't really want a 19-year-old in the game when you have a guy like Andre Godog who's won finals MVP and had to guard LeBron in the finals, you know? Right. And then one other bench player, I suppose, we should talk about before um, we move. Well, I, actually, there are a few more things I want to um, say about the Warriors We're just offense, so but deep, bro. While, while, we're on the subject of the, while we're on the subject of the Warriors bench, what, what do you make of um, Gary Payton the second in this series? Like, I, I love Gary Payton. I just don't really know what the point of him would be in this series. Like the, the closing, Nuggets, closing they don't really out. have any guards that you... Yeah. Because we I, took him I, out in, in that game with like Hakaluni. <laughs> remember oh, Steve Kerr yeah. took him out and Steve yeah. Kerr was regretting it big now. time. Yeah. What is, do you know off the top of your head what Gary Payton's shooting on free throws? Uh, no, but I know that like basically I can look at right. I have him right here. Um, I know, um, the, I know the Warriors, Vance, the Warriors have his free throw percentage. Um, it's 60%. 
Not bad. Okay, so so there might be some hack up, and the but, the Warriors, yeah, the, the Warriors have no short. The Warriors have no. The Warriors have no shortage of players who you feel comfortable fouling in that situation. Like yeah. Wiggins is in the sixty percent range. Like Dre's in the sixty percent range. You know, Kavon is like Draymond's if, been doing. If Michael really Malone good from the line, wants dude. to do that strategy, like there, there, there's gonna there, there are gonna be options for him. So I, I don't think that's something that the Warriors need to worry about too much because it's just kind of inevitably going to happen if it's going to happen. Yeah. No, yeah. Um, Draymond's been. Fine. Yeah. So. T- so do you kind of agree with my Gary Payton take? Like, I like Gary Payton. It's just, I don't really see what the point of him would be. Like, maybe if Monte Morris were to just catch fire for some reason, you'd put Gary Payton out there to kind of cool Dude, him down. Monte but like, this one game, yeah. as just the base. Yeah, yeah. I, he, I mean, yeah, Blazer fans are no, are no stranger to um, what Monte Morris is able to do in a playoff setting. But um, as just sort of the base rotation, I, I don't really think there's a need for Gary Payton. I think I'd probably, so the guys I've already said I want to have coming off the bench are obviously Jordan Poole, Iguodala, Otto Porter, and then. Isn't Jordan Poole off the bench just insane though? Like that's ridiculous. That is, that is um, a nice luxury. It's a legit score that just replaces Steph or Clay. And it's obviously it's like a drop off, but it's, yeah. He can go off for 30 points, dude. It's crazy. No, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. But and I mean, he's going he's going to be in the closing lineup as well. Like I th- I think there's probably no question about that. Like um and he played he's played a lot this yeah, year, dude. So, like even yeah, in the yeah, games that don't matter. It's crazy. Like when it's it's mm-hmm. actually wild cuz I'll watch games where it's like okay, they're resting Draymond, they're, rest, they're resting Andrew. Um, they're resting clay, but it's like, as long as we've got Jordan playing, dude, we got a shot. <laughs> that's that's genuinely how I feel. Yeah. But then also in terms of, uh, Gary, I, I, like, like you said, he might not have like a massive role in the series, but regardless if his, his short stint on the court, like however long he'll be playing, I wouldn't, I would never say that he's <laughs> like, um, like a liability just because of his playmaking and defense. Because no matter who's on yeah, the court, we're still going to have guys that get buckets. You know, we're still going to have guys that get buckets. So like he can just play mm-hmm. defense. And also we've seen him literally when we played the nuggets who guards, who guards Nicola, who gets in front of him and hops up and down with his 40 inch vert freaking little, uh, little G and like we were, like we were talking about as well. Like, the Nuggets, when Jokic is on the floor, they're pretty aggressive in bringing him out to the level of the screen, but that opens up space behind Jokic. And like Gary Payton, like if anybody can fill that space and make plays as a cutter, it, it will be Gary Payton. Yep. So that that actually is a very interesting concept. Like is Gary Payton almost like Our somebody five? you bring off the bench for offense this series? Like <laughs> like is is he a player where you're bringing him in for his offense instead of his defense in the series? What, He's got what good a chemistry with like Bielitsa. Draymond finds him. Yeah. Bro, he needs to trademark the freaking goes under the basket a reverse lay-in, reverse dunk. He does that like three or four times <laughs> every game, it seems like. He's, I don't know. He just, the, he just, so many guys just find open looks and people just forget that they're even there. So, I don't know. Put him in the game. Yeah. So, I I think my bench for the Warriors this series would be Iguodala, Porter, and Poole. Those three are locks. The last one would be kind of situational. 
I think I'd go Pool Kaminga, and this guy's fallen out of favor, but Juan. I still am a big believer in Juan Toscano Anderson. He just yeah, doesn't get I, a shot. Kerr doesn't really want to play him anymore, but um, it was dope though. I was watching I like highlights him in the series from last game, and he knocked out a couple three balls, mm-hmm. and he got a wide open look in like the third quarter and it was funny because i was like looking at the bench and steve was super pumped that he got a three ball and like he was he was hyped so that's i feel like that's kind of a good sign because i feel like he's just a dude steve roots for so make who knows because he does play good defense and he's aggressive and stuff so if he does have to come yeah. the game i just don't and he's another that. athletic yeah another athletic guy who could maybe find the holes in the nuggets um defense before we move on um i just think we should make mention of you know the the splash bros we we haven't really talked talked about them yet today yes, i clay thompson has been playing wonderfully the yeah. past two weeks now like he he definitely closed out the season on fire i still worry about him a little bit he's taking way more long twos than he has at any other point in his career yeah. he's taking way more of those long twos unassisted than he has to so a lot of off the dribble jump shots i almost wonder if I'm Mike Malone, do I put like a Monte Morris on Clay Thompson? Like, do I bait Clay Thompson into thinking he has a mismatch? And then if Monte Morris is on Clay Thompson, will Clay Thompson just take like five contested mid-range jumpers off the dribble in a so, game? Like, yeah. I feel like I feel like if I'm Mike Malone, I might live with that. And so that would almost be a nice little is putting an inferior defender on clay mm-hmm. as sort of a way to like lure him into like playing in isolation because anything you can get any, any way, any way you can like any way, if I'm the nuggets, if I can get out of the Warriors like actually running their offense, if I can get out of like having Nikola Jokic forcing him to defend in space, forcing him to make decisions as Steph's coming off of the screen, forcing them to like react when Jordan Poole catches the ball and is attacking the closeout. If I can, if I can bypass all that and just have Clay Thompson like attacking in the post, even if he's attacking Monte Morris, I feel like that's a win for me. If I'm Mike Malone, so um, I'm a bit, wor- I'm a bit worried about like what Clay Thompson's shot selection will look like, and I feel like if I'm Mike Malone, that's something I might try to exploit. What, what do you think about that? Like, obviously Clay Thompson's played wonderfully, so there's a chance that could completely backfire. But yeah. It's but I think thought. that's like, like a risk you have to like be willing to take because I've seen plenty of games where Clay does his one foot line drive flat shots from the free throw line that just brick. And he does that. He'll do that like four or five times a game. So, I mean, like if you get him to do that rather than take three balls, it's almost kind of worth it. I guess that's a smart idea, but I don't know. He's been so hot though. He was hitting those like free throws last night against the Pelicans, but yeah, I don't know. I feel like that would be a good strategy, and I wouldn't put it past that dude Malone because he's a kind of a freaking. Um, he's very innovative with his ways, as we saw with the Kavon Looney thing. Let's go. We back. We back, son. Sorry about that. No, we good. I was just talking about. Um. I remember. Clay Thompson. Oh yeah, I was just talking about how you, what you were saying was yeah. a good strategy because we've already seen Malone try to do crazy things like hack a loony and stuff at end the game. So, yes, sir. But um, 
especially if especially that like that might be something you go to like in game like three yeah. like if the warriors like toast the nuggets in games one and two and like it's clear that like the nuggets like stock baseline defense is just going to be drawing dead against steph curry and the warriors offense then you might try to like force them into some clay thompson isos just to get the offense out of its rhythm yeah but i feel like rightfully so warriors are my squad but like what what would be what would be something that you can see definitely happening that would just destroy the warriors chances of winning this series well i think it's a question playing is the obvious like just how you're like i mean the the warriors are one and three against these guys this yeah. season for a reason like like slowing down Jokic is, is a big problem it's tough yep um i mean staff and clay like they're gonna have to hit their three-pointers which they've had good games this season and, they, and they've had bad games but if if they hit a cold stretch it's going to it's gonna look pretty rough i i think i think with jordan Poole and Steph making I, they need to penetrate the paint like they can't settle for three pointers that's the thing no. that's really going to kill the warriors is there's a lot of low hanging fruit at the basket against this Denver team if and the warriors are one of like the most three point happy teams in the league they really that, that's yeah. the first choice on offense if if they've just fall in love a bit too much with the above the break three pointers I think they're letting Denver off the hook. They really need to try to get paint touches um, this series with the guards. I agree. Oh, yeah. And we have to have the right personnel in there, too. Because if we just have a bunch of freaking flamethrowers that just stay with shooting. Because even if we don't shoot well, they just keep doing it. Mm -hmm. But then that's Mm -hmm. where just like having Draymond is just an X factor because he'll slow stuff down. He'll find guys. We'll make extra passes. And then hopefully we find an open Gary Payton or whoever down low, you know? And I think Draymond, um, I've been a little bit critical of him as a passer and he is prone to turnovers, bad decisions. Yeah. Prone to turnovers, prone to bad decisions. Pro- probably more so than other players who are lauded for their passing. So I think some of Draymond's acclaim as like being, you know, one of the best passing big men in the NBA is somewhat unearned. But I will say he is one of the maestros mm-hmm. of the backdoor bounce pass. And, yeah. and, I, and I think that could be an effective weapon that the Warriors use this series. And so, yeah, Draymond as a passer is something to watch out for. The Draymond Looney lineups offensively, I'm just now realizing that might be a bit of a struggle because mm-hmm. when Draymond's on the floor, you do run the offense through Draymond. And if Kavon Looney's on the floor, you can just guard Looney with Jokic. But ideally, ideally the Warriors would want Jokic to be guarding Draymond. That way they can always involve Draymond or and they can always involve Jokic in the primary action. They can force Jokic to like make tough decisions when Draymond like does a handoff to Steph Curry um, mm-hmm. above the three-point line. You can force Jokic to be involved in that capacity. And I think having Looney on the court with Draymond just kind of gives the Nuggets an easy out. So I think the Jokic, I think that I think the Looney Draymond Green lineups will struggle offensively. But as I mentioned earlier in the podcast, I don't really think the Warriors will be closing games with that lineup. I think Kavon Looney will be starting games. I think Kavon Looney will be playing like substantial minutes just because you know, somebody's got to guard Jokic. And even though yeah. Draymond might be the best 
a most well-equipped player for that might be, keyword might be. Um, even, even if Draymond's the guy guarding Jokic in the closing minutes, like the Warriors want to go on a championship run. You can't put miles on Draymond in round one by having him guard Nikola Jokic for 30 minutes a game. That's just yeah. unrealistic. So Looney's going to play substantial minutes just to take the Jokic assignment. But I, I think in the pivotal moments of this series, um, Green will probably be the center. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And even when Dre and Kavon's on the court, you're still going to have, I mean, you can still have Wiggins, Poole, or Staff at any, or Clay at any given time, you know? So, yeah, I don't know. I think Wiggins, he's like a day-to-day. I think he's the only dude on our injury report besides, obviously, Steph. But, right, yeah, he's yeah, going to play a big role, right. too, just because. Hey, don't, don't, don't forget Wiseman. <laughs> exactly. Um, one thing that I did write down that I wanted to get your take on, especially in the Western Conference, do you think mm-hmm. that the Warriors are the most likely team or the like the team that has the potential to either leave first round or make a title run? Do you think you could say that about like any other team in the West? Well, I don't want to get too much into my prediction. <laughs> so let's save that question for the end. Do you? Um, yeah. Okay. Wait, I, I'm interested because we've been talking a lot about the Warriors. Do you think the Warriors are going to get out of the series though? Let's, well, we'll save that till the end. Interesting. Um, Interesting. Okay. So well, you didn't really give me, we, you didn't really give me a lot of reasons as to why the Warriors wouldn't get through the series though. But before we talk about Denver, do you want, I want to ask you, what do you think the, Warriors closing lineup is going to be because I I think I have a good idea. I, I mean, I think you have a good idea, but why, why don't you just tell the people, the folks at home, what, what's going to be the Warriors closing lineup? Let's do this collaboratively, okay? All right. Dude, I swear to God, you got to go Gary. <laughs> Gary and Poole? Draymond. Uh. Wait, why wouldn't oh. you have Gary Payton, though? He's, your, he's like one of the best defenders on our team. Okay, finish your lineup. I want right. to hear it. Okay. This might sound stupid though, because I, I don't know. We'll go. We'll go Draymond. We'll mm-hmm. go Jordan. We'll go. Mm-hmm. Gary or slash, mm-hmm. I guess maybe go Auto. And I think you're forgetting someone. Who? Come on. Stephen oh, Curry. Oh, Andre, Andre. No, Ste- Stephen Curry. Yeah. Jordan Poole. Well, Clay obviously Thompson. Steph, yeah. But I'm thinking of it in terms yeah, of like if we're Wiggins. like destroying. Yeah. No, okay. Yeah, Raymond obviously Green. obviously Steph. Wait, what was yours? Steph, Jordan, Clay, Andrew Wiggins, Draymond Green. That, well, that, yeah, that's I guess, the I guess if that you're, I-, I guess if you're closing the game out, like... If it's a tight one, you're just gonna put your freaking starting five in. Oh I'm, yeah, I I'm, I didn't I wasn't asking I wasn't asking you what what like the mop up duty line is gonna be. <laughs> yeah, up there, like, that's kind of what I took it as. I'm kind of <laughs> stupid. I'm stupid oh. for that. Okay, I'm yeah, I'm okay. for that. But like okay. obviously, I you Plus go. That, what, I, what I said what I said wasn't their starting lineup. I, I swapped pool in for I swapped pool in for Looney. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but yeah, I swear I swear though. Okay. Like, yeah. Let, let, if, if you've got Steph on the floor though. Why mm-hmm. not have your best defender, best 
arguably one of the best playmakers on your team is in terms of like all around special stuff, especially if the Nuggets have someone hot. I mean, why not put Gary in? Mm-hmm. Well, I'll ask you because in terms of playmaking, you mean just like smart passing, being able to drive that sort of thing. And I, 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 I think defense. you're right. I, I think Gary Payton is good at those things. Steve. I will ask you because you were saying it specifically for Steph. Do you think Steph benefits more from that marginal addition of playmaking when you already have guys like Jordan Poole and Draymond Green who are capable playmakers? Do you think having Gary Payton as like a third playmaker on the floor, do you think that's more helpful? Or do you think just like all the extra space that having an additional shooter out there, I think that's probably a bit more helpful just from an <laughs> offensive standpoint. And I, and I think that's why they ultimately won't finish games with Gary Payton. But I'm still cracking up at this. <laughs> I didn't ask you your mop-up lineup. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I did not intend Moody, for that question. Minga, to, to... Get in there. Chioza, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Is Quindary Weatherspoon still on his two-way? Let's get him out there. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. Jesus. But yeah, that's, uh, yeah. Basically, yeah, replace. Okay, but yeah, let's. With pool. Yeah, that's in the interest of wrapping this podcast up <laughs> before we get to the two-hour mark. It's funny we wanted to do this on its own podcast because we knew we were going to talk forever about the Warriors. Yeah, and that has been the case. But for the Nuggets, um, who guards Steph Curry is a very interesting question, and it probably depends on the way Steph Curry is used. And this is actually something I wanted to talk about in the Warrior section. And so I'll talk about it now. And this dovetails with the point I wanted to make about Jordan Poole taking more of the offensive load and um, doing more than he would be normally asked to in this specific series. I think another reason that's helpful is because it gets Steph off the ball almost to the point where he's almost serving as a decoy. Because if Steph Curry's not 100%, which is very much possible like for all we know he's going to come into the series at like 80 percent. like if he's not feeling himself um that's not information you want the nuggets to know and so if steph curry is in any way compromised i think having him off the ball as more of a catch and shoot player but still like running around creating like gaps and warps in the defense i think that's a more useful role for him and it allows jordan Poole to like um, attack off the dribble, which I think is going to be extremely useful. But um, in any event, who guards Steph Curry, like I said, depends on the context. I think if Steph Curry is spending a lot of time on ball and in these like one-on-one isolation or like even like a pick and roll situation, I think Aaron Gordon is probably your guy. You get like the size and the length. He can like it. Steph's not going to be able to get like his step back up or off over Aaron Gordon. Like Aaron Gordon's just in a much better position than any other Nuggets defender to be able to contest Steph's shots. And then um, if for whatever reason, like they run a screening action with Draymond Green, like Gordon's also big enough so that he could switch on Draymond Green for a period of time. Not that I couldn't really see that coming into play, but like if he needed to. But I think if Steph's being utilized more as an off-ball player, which I think he should be, I think Mike Malone sees his best like screen navigator off the ball being Austin Rivers. So I think we might see some Austin Rivers minutes on Steph Curry this series. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, I agree with that, to be clear. Like, I, th- I think Austin Rivers is probably the Nuggets' best guard at navigating screens. Okay. Okay. Do, do you want to get... I want to know, know how many games, Jonah. 
It's on my so mind. um also I talked about Jordan Poole for so long. Like who's gonna guard Jordan Poole? He's gonna be coming off the bench, but he's gonna be closing games. So in the bench lineups, it's probably gonna be Austin Rivers, maybe. Um because the be Nuggets too guard the Nuggets guards they bring off the bench are Austin Rivers and Bones Highland. And Bones Highland is not doing anything against Jordan Poole. Bones Highland, they'll probably just stick him on like Igadala or Otto Porter. Although Otto Porter, he he's known to like get in the post a little bit. And so yep. he might be able to exploit that. So that Body. might that might not be that that might not be advisable. So yeah, that's gonna be interesting to see where uh, to see if Bones Highland can find a place to hide on defense. I, I don't know what that's gonna look like. I mean, if Gary Payton plays, there you go. One more reason probably not to play him. But um, Gary locks down. Uh, oh, yeah, he would. But yeah, he would also give Bones a place to hide. Yeah. Um, so who guards Jordan Poole? I think there's not Denver might not have an answer to that, to be honest with you. Um, so you think Denver's going to win the series, though? No, I never said that. All right, I guess I guess we should just get into our predictions now. I do think like just so we can talk about Jokic, like I don't really think the war the Warriors don't have like a DeAndre Aiden or a Yusuf Nurkic, like the Man. type of guy who can actually stop him one on one. Like it's gonna be it's gonna be a team effort. But I do think with um Igadala and Otto Porter, like they do have length they can throw at him and make him uncomfortable. And the one thing that like Normally, it's a bad idea to defend Jokic, but those guys for the Warriors, Porter and Iguodala, they're also just so smart that you can get away with it, as mm-hmm. I said before. Um, so, yeah, I think I've said kind of everything I've thought of for this series. Yeah. Do you have anything left before we get into our predictions? Mine is, I just don't know, even though they have played him really well in the mm-hmm. regular season, if we get a locked-in threesome of Steph, Clay, and Draymond, and then also... Are yeah. absolute heat flamethrowers coming off the bench. I don't know how. Um, maybe besides one or two games, I don't know how the Nuggets are going to be able to keep up with us if our and balls are sinking. Another thing that's going to be another thing that's going to be key for the Warriors is attacking in transition. Like if yep. if you make it an absolute imperative that Nikola Jokic has to just sprint up the court every possession for defense because yep. if he doesn't there are going to be open threes. If, if you, if you make that a crucial aspect of the game, that's just a huge advantage for golden state. Mm -hmm. Like you need to like Nikola Jokic is a well-conditioned athlete, but if you make him sprint up and down the floor for 40 minutes a game, like no, nobody in the NBA is going to be happy to do that. And so that's, that's, that's a key as well. 100%. All right, Jonah. What's the, Okay, so yeah, here's my No, no, prediction. no, what were you going to say? I was going to ask you what you think the biggest key for the Warriors is. My my biggest key is run as much offense as you can through Jordan Poole. It's play it's play Iguodala and Porter together when Jokic is on the floor, and it's do quick hitting actions in transition. Looney's very good at getting up the court fast, and as soon as he, as soon as he gets two-thirds of the way down the court, he's looking for Steph Curry so he can set that screen, and I think that's mm-hmm. going to be a huge key in the series. So yeah, those are my three keys. What what are what are some keys for you? Mine is I'm gonna say what you said. Um, Don't settle for all the stupid three balls. Work and find stuff down low because it's gonna Mm -hmm. it's gonna present itself eventually with all the freaking spacing that the Warriors have Mm -hmm. and playmakers. But then also, I think that you gotta just 
you got to ride with some of the unlikely suspects, you know? I just think that some guys, you just got to give guys opportunities. Don't be afraid to put freaking Ming Ming in the rotation just because he's 19. Don't be afraid to put Bielitsa in just because it might be a mismatch with whatever centers on the court for the Nuggets. I think that the Warriors just have so many guys that can play make and you can play small. Um, and no matter what, I think we can still get offensive rebounds. And I, so I just think that we just have to give opportunities to like Damian Lees and just put trust into all those guys to make plays. Yeah. my And then just so we're not ignoring the Nuggets, my keys for the Nuggets, I would say, um, first of all, is just you, Mike Malone, buddy you've you've got to you've got to find some way to make the warriors pay if they play all these non-shooters like if they want to give gary payton jonathan kaminga andre Iguodala, if they want to play all these players real minutes like you just can't let him get away with it you have to yeah. find some way to like help off those guys and clog up the offense because it should be a trade-off it should be like i'm getting this often awesome guard defense from gary payton but i'm having to give up a little spacing on offense to do that the Nuggets have to make that inexpensive trade-off. So that that's yeah. a huge key. Um, the second key, I would say, is just threat assessment. Like, um, like I know Clay Thompson, his reputation precedes him. He's um, he thinks he's one of the seventy-five best players. Is of he? All I was going to ask you that. I think he is. I I don't consider myself an NBA historian, so I, I would I really you say don't he's know. better like, than Dame? Well, he's, I mean, he's not better than Dame, but it's not really about who's better. Like, cause like Clay has all the championships. He's like part of the, the Warriors dynasty. So like. It's tough. Um, it's tough. Yeah. I mean, my argument for Dame, like he's, and this is a, okay, no, we'll get into say this it because I, I was, I've, I've been actually dying to ask you Clay not being I, there and Dame being I, there. I, 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 yeah, I think the thing about Dame is like he might not be as talented or as decorated as some of those yeah. other players. I think at the end of the day, though, whenever you make a compilation of the greatest shots in NBA history, like Dame's yeah. going to be on there twice, and I, I I think that's a big deal. I agree, and so that's kind of where I land with Dame. But um, yeah, going back to the Nuggets, um, another key if you can, um, if you can, I'm trying to think of the way to phrase this. Um, finding the right balance between DeMarcus Cousins and Jamichael Green at backup center. Because there are situations where I think either of those could make sense. And so just kind of striking the balance between there. Because if DeMarcus Cousins is getting like exploited by Steph Curry and Jordan Poole and all the Warriors guards, and if it's just a feeding frenzy above the arc and in the mid-range, that's bad. But if the Warriors do want to play Bielitsa, then if you put DeMarcus Cousins in there, you could probably get like a million offensive rebounds and get, and he just score bucket after bucket in the post. Being Picking and choosing the spots to like play DeMarcus Cousins. And this is a pretty small deal because Jokic is going to play 40 minutes a game. So it's really the remaining eight that you're figuring out what to do, what you want to do with them. But um, I would say picking the spots with DeMarcus Cousins would be my other key. And then obviously just somebody besides Jokic is going to have to like figure a way to, to figure out a way to create shots. Like whether it's Will Barton, Monte Morris, whether it's Bones Highland coming off the bench, like there's going to be some, somebody's going to have to figure out some sort of offense against the Warriors. And it's probably um, 
going to be, it's not going to be one guy the entire series. It's going to be a game by game sort yeah. of thing, but fi finding, finding that second option. And so with that, all that um, out of the way, I guess we should launch into predictions and I'll go first since you're the resident warrior expert. I think um, this is a series I'm very excited to watch. The Nuggets went three and one against the Warriors this season. The Nuggets have the best player in the series. Normally with those two factors pointing in Denver's direction, like it would be um, like that, that seems to indicate that maybe the Nuggets should be favored here. But I think the Nuggets present the biggest challenge in this series. And that is Nikola Jokic, his offense yeah. in the post. The Warriors don't really have anybody to guard him one-on-one. -on -one. Um, I know fans will say Draymond or Kaban, but I mean, I don't, those guys are just like too small um, with Draymond. He's just like, you don't want to put that kind of mileage on him. So I just okay, right, be careful with the foul. Jokic too. is going to have them. Jokic is going to have a mismatch. And that's the single biggest problem that either team can create for their counterparty in the series. But I think the Warriors have an answer to that with, um, with their length and intelligence. And also Steve Kerr is, is a very great coach. I think, I think they can figure out a way to slow Jokic down. Um, and then on the other end, the Warriors don't really pose any question that's as threatening as Jokic is, but they just have so many ways they can beat you. Like with the catch and shoot threes for Steph, like running around off of screens and all that. But like I said, like even like Andrew Wiggins or Jordan Poole getting to the basket, which I think could be a huge difference maker and a huge, like a huge difference making component of the series. And I just don't really think the Nuggets like have a way to patch over all of that. Like they just don't really have enough like great defenders at every position on their roster to kind of shut down everything all at once. And I think no matter what, the Warriors are always going to find something that they're able to exploit. So as long as the Warriors don't get too caught up in just shooting threes, as long as they, as long as they're flexible and allow themselves to identify where those mismatches exist, I think the Warriors should be able to like score pretty easily on offense. And I do think that I will be picking the Golden State Warriors to, to win this series in six games. So I, I think it will I think it will be the Warriors advancing to the second round here. Four to two. Oh, yeah, baby. Six games. That's exactly what I was going to say. Nuggets are going to catch him a couple right. times. That's a fact. We're going to get a Nikola Jokic going, doing his thing a couple nights. Mm -hmm. And there's yeah. just not a lot you can yeah. do about that. But there's going to be a game where, like Draymond. Yeah. There's going to be like a game where Draymond gets into foul trouble, that, that sort of thing. There, there's some shit. There, there's going to be there. There's probably going to be a game where like Steph just goes like two of eleven from three. Like yeah. the Warriors, the Warriors are a very like volatile team because they rely on the three so heavily, and that sort of volatility lends itself to like six game series just because you're going to go cold every once in a while. But yeah, I think we're in agreement. Warriors in six, six games, baby. Good work, Jonah. Thank you for this. Definitely, oh, yeah, dude. This you. is I love. I love talking about the Warriors so freaking much. It's insane. I don't even care about the any of the. Uh, hopefully, dude, dude. Hopefully, we make it to the NBA Finals because then we get to just freaking roll right through each series, and I'll just be able to like talk mm. about all the other opponents. But I'm scared, though. Not gonna lie, we got those freaking. Big oh yeah, that brings me back to the um your question earlier about are the Warriors the only team who can lose in the first round or make it all the way to the finals and win it? And I'm gonna. And win, yeah, win the finals. Is that a stupid I, question? I don't really. 
I don't really see a way the Warriors lose in the first round, to be honest. I, I think the Warriors are going to be able to beat the Nuggets. Um, I think I think the one team that might be an answer to that question is the Grizzlies, just because they're a bit yeah. unproven in the playoffs. Like, I feel like there's a wide variety of outcomes that I could see as being plausible for them. Um, the Heat, maybe. Like, the Heat, yeah. I could see them winning the championship, but, like, if John Morant just catches fire, like if, if it ends up being the Hawks in the eight seed, like if John Morant just catches fire, like he, or not John Morant, Trey Young, if Trey Young catches <laughs> fire, like if Trey, if he, he could knock him out on round one. So <laughs> sure. I, I, th- I, I, I think the heat fall into that camp as well. Um, yeah. they, the heat and the Grizzlies, I'd say have a wider range of outcomes, but yeah, the Warriors have a pretty wide range as well. Let's go. Yeah. I don't know. I just thought I just have seen so many blunders and turnovers and just stupid games. They just got given away that it's like if you do this, mm. if you give away two games to the Nuggets, who freaking knows? Yes. I don't know. The first game's on Saturday, right? Five thirty. Yes, sir. It's gonna be fun. Nice. That'll that'll be fun. Yes. Exactly. Good job, John. Right. Talk Thank to you, you soon, Colin. Thank you. Good. Have a good night. Later. 